This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. David Fox Estrin and Kiel Maevsky are heading a coalition of organizations from around the world to make the concept of never again a reality. David and Kiel are the co-founders of the organization Together We Remember. Under the hashtag Together We Remember, they will be hosting a global 24-hour vigil on Genocide Awareness Month with intergenerational participation from around the world. David and Kiel, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having us, Sharif. So nice David, to be with you. David, I know your um, background. You are the grandson of four Holocaust survivors. And um, there's a very personal connection on wanting to remember not only the Holocaust, but other um, other genocides as well. Kill, what is your interest? Two aspects, really. Um, my grandfather was in the U.S. Army during World War II. Uh, I came to find out that he was in a battalion that uh, helped to liberate the Dora Middlebow concentration camp. And then I was a history major at university and uh, went on to become the director of a small Holocaust museum in my hometown of Terre Haute, Indiana, in the USA. And that Holocaust museum was firebombed in a hate crime. And, and so it brought to uh, the forefront of my consciousness, at least, the connection between past and present and the reality that this sort of Hatred has not gone away. My previous guest was um, Dr. Matthias Huss, who, who runs the 1C Memorial Museum and Education Center. And part of the conversation we were talking about is the role of museums as um, seen as panaceas to any kind of racism. And I think what you guys are doing is actually taking it a little bit further and taking it to the streets and taking it into the public conscience. I would say... Yes, but it's important. It's important to know. I think the museums are, you know, in a sense, the streets themselves, right? I mean, people are coming from the community and engaging in these brick and mortar spaces that have both that have moral weight um, in a community, and they can be a very powerful venue for very urgent and important conversations about how did we get to where we are today, whether it's globally or locally. Um, the, the the test, though, is are those institutions willing to quote unquote go there? Um, it's important to note that something that we discovered in our work at Together We Remember is that museums are hubs of engagement with students, with educators, with civic leaders, elected leaders, law enforcement. And when we think about the issues that we're facing today, those are the folks that we need to engage, um, not just once with one museum visit, but over the long haul. Um, and so I think that's why it's really important that our coalition is primarily made up of Holocaust, genocide, and other kinds of human rights museums and center. So to us, that's where the work can really go a very long way. You talk about different genocides uh, working together. You also talk about intergenerational people working together, uh, people from different generations. Uh, what, what is the strength in that? Well, I think that it's really important to kind of recognize that we're living through something that we call our Lador moment, right? From generation to generation, that at precisely the moment when hate and anti-Semitism is on the rise, we are losing the survivors who we made that promise of never again to, um, and with whom we made promises to other communities that have been impacted by identity-based violence. And so we don't want to just wake up one day and realize all these survivors are gone. What if we could intentionally approach this moment across generations um, and sort of pass the torch? Um, I truly believe that young people are ready for this moment. They're ready to rise to it. Um, and so, you know, we just have to do this work across generations and impart the wisdom and, uh, but importantly, turn that remembrance 
uh, and those relationships into into action. Teal, go ahead if you have anything else to add. I would say, too, when you look at social movements uh, throughout history, there's this powerful combination when you have the wisdom of the elders with the optimism and the idealism and the now enthusiasm of young people. So that's a that's a powerful combination if you can hold those two uh, poles together. Uh, last week, we commemorated Yom HaShoah, the memory of the Holocaust Day. Um, obviously, April also sees anniversaries for the Rwandan genocide, um, Darfur, Cambodia, Armenia, which makes the concept never again one that is not really very permanent. And this is something that you guys are trying to change. Do you want to talk me through that? Yeah, I mean, I grew up in Boca Raton, Florida, um, a large Jewish community that actually has a lot of South African folks who, who live there and have a lot of South African friends. Um, and, you know, from as early as first grade, we were learning about the Holocaust and the phrase never again uh, featured prominently. But it wasn't until I got to high school and really university where I learned about Armenia, Cambodia, Rwanda, Bosnia, the list goes on. And that was quite um, frustrating for me. Um, and instead of sort of um, just harboring lots of resentment, we asked the question, okay, well, what does never again mean in our backyard, right here on the land that we stand on? And right in the, in the United States, we must talk about indigenous genocide of indigenous peoples. We must talk about slavery um, and the legacy of racial terror lynching. Um, and so we wanted to give new meaning to that phrase never again and approach it more inclusively. And if we would do that, then maybe people across lines of difference could exercise more effective allyship, right? We operate by what we call the golden rule of allyship, which is essentially to advocate for others as you would want them to advocate for you. So, you know, we don't just talk about, well, how how terrible is anti-Semitism around the world? Well, we try to locate that in a broader understanding of white supremacy, white nationalism, and other hatreds. Um, and so we believe we're giving new meaning to never again. And we also ask ourselves, well, how do we know if if we've achieved never again? So accountability. And the answer to that question for us is, well, how many names of victims of identity-based violence must we add to the list in 2021, 2022? And until there is zero, we have work to do. Um, and we maintain hope that we can, that we can get there. When I first started out as an activist, I was really critical of this phrase, never again, because it seemed to ring hollow and that anybody who said that must not be paying attention or they must not care about what's happening in the rest of the world. But I've evolved in my view of the phrase never again. And instead of a statement of where we are, it's a statement of where we want to go and to hold that out as a goal. It's a multi-generational process, just as you look at the civil rights movement in the USA, you know, it, it happened over decades and centuries, even with people whose names we'll never even know doing the hard work. And I think it uh, will be the same with this notion of never again and the concept of ending genocide, mass atrocities and identity based violence. And what what Keel is at, you know, speaking to there is the fact that the whole inertia of human history is one towards in which genocide is the norm, right? It, it has existed in, 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 in our existence for quite some time. So for us to reverse this, you know, it's going to take a little while. And it's important to note that the, the word genocide wasn't even in existence in international law or in the conversation until 1948. Um, and so we are a young movement when it comes to the movement for human rights and the movement to make never again a reality. Um, Nonetheless, we're also impatient to get there. Well, I love the historical perspective that the both of you bring, and I think it's important to to realize that. And I love your take 
on the concept of never again is something we should be striving towards, which brings me to April Awareness Month and the hashtag together we remember. What are your ideas and goals for this? So for Genocide Awareness Month, really, this is our time where we light this beacon, right? Uh, the, the, the logo of together we remember is a flame and a hashtag combined. And it is sort of the flame of memory that we are honoring the past, but also us signaling to folks all around the world, hey, come and join this movement, be a part of our effort to turn collective memory into collective action, because lives are on the line right now. The memory of our loved ones is is on the line. And of course, lives in the future. Again, thinking about that list, what are we willing to do to prevent more names from being added to to the list in our local communities and around the world? And so what we're doing is in the context of a pandemic, we have transformed our website into a hub for virtual activism and collaboration where we've got dozens of events from around the world. So previously, if you were, you know, in Johannesburg, you might know of a handful of events going on for Yom HaShoah, Holocaust Remembrance, and other communities nearby. But now you have access to events all over the world from world uh, shifting institutions that are wonderful in our coalition. We also have a global dialogue campaign called The Big Ask. Every week we pose a major question that we think is essential to uh, to face as a movement if we want to get closer to a world of never again. And you'll see prominently featured many of the students that we work with because we believe students should be seen not just as students of history, but also shapers of history. So as in as many places as possible, our programs and initiatives are all designed by the young people who we believe are ready to, to lead the way. And the sort of culmination of all of this effort around the world is our 24-hour virtual global vigil, which we organized in just two weeks last year during the pandemic, over 50 organizations in over 20 countries. And this year, it's going to be even bigger and even better for us to show we are turning defense into offense in the fight against hate, right? So it's telling all the haters out there, but also all the allies out there saying, hey, come find us. We are here. We are ready to collaborate with you. Um, and this 24 hours, which will go from Hong Kong and Macau through South Africa into Poland and all ending in the United States, starting and ending with students is sort of our sort of statement that, you know, watch out, everyone. We're coming to, uh, to, to make Never Again a reality. I would just say there's a way for everyone to get involved, uh, no matter what stage of your uh, learning or activism you are in or what place in the world you are in, what community you are part of. If you go to togetherweremember.org, you'll see so many different events, opportunities to join with others and opportunities for action. So we do hope you'll join us. Can you give me an example of one event? Just say, because Rwanda, Rwandan genocide, of course, touches South Africans, us being at the bottom of Africa, and possibly one that we're more familiar with than others. Um, some kind of Rwandan genocide event? Yeah, there's one coming up actually uh, in just uh, this weekend, this coming weekend, Miracle in Rwanda is a play that um, honors um, the story and legacy of one of the incredible survivors of the genocide against the Tutsi in Rwanda and is being performed in Pittsburgh with our partner, the Holocaust Center of Pittsburgh. Um, and Tali Nates, the executive director of the Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center, will be joining in conversation um, with those involved in the play. So this is this would not have happened. I heard from the executive director in Pittsburgh the other day saying this wouldn't have happened, David, unless we came together last year for the global vigil and all of our efforts. So this is sort of the fruit of our labor that we're bringing people into relationship with each other. And so folks uh, all over the world and in South Africa can join for that experience, sort of a talk back uh, about the play. We'll, we'll, we'll witness a couple of clips 
um, and have a really wonderful conversation about, again, the meaning of the phrase never again, both in the United States and South Africa, and uh, how the arts can be a really effective vehicle for introducing this conversation to folks across generations. Yeah, I know that our very own Tilly Nates from the Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center is proud to be part of the hashtag Together We Remember Coalition and um, bringing together, I think, people, as you say, allies, people have a, a common desire to see a better world and have the common, a common but different history to also come together and express sympathy and empathy and learning, I think is an absolutely fantastic uh, initiative. That actually is all we have time for. Um, but I'd like to thank you. Let me just remind everybody that I'm speaking to David Fox Estrin and Kiel Majewski are the co-founders of the organization Together We Remember, and they have been my guests for the last few minutes telling me about the uh, Genocide Awareness Month. Thank you so much for joining me, gentlemen. Thank you, Cherise. Thank you. Thank you to all of you for joining me. A special thanks to Lisa Masinga for producing the show. If there's anything on the show you would like to comment on, you're welcome to do so. You can send me an email on Cherise at sjbd.org. Until next week, Shabbat Shalom.